hey, it's Allison Kaskowski, and welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope you're having a fabulous day wherever you are listening to me from. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit about the power of reset, because the word reset is kind of thrown around a lot today, like it's just a really common word. And so I think knowing logically what the word reset actually means is one thing, but actually practicing it is something completely different. And in a lot of what I teach with my clients and what I work on in a lot of my programs is the fact that the concept of resetting looks different for so many people. If I want you to think for a minute about the last time that you actually had a break for yourself where you were actually successfully able to disconnect from your life as you know it. Let's think about that for a minute. That's getting away from the phone, away from the computer, away from all the everyday activities, the phone ringing, the email box needing to be checked, and all the various things that need to be done in whatever aspect of your life uh, that you address on each and every day. And for most of us, that's really a multifaceted um, deal. I mean, we have our work life, we have our home life, we have our life with our friends, community activities, and other responsibilities. And however you want to lump all that together, that's really just one aspect of your life. And when we're constantly in do mode and we're constantly going and doing and pushing and pressing and trying to get the to-do list done because we know there's something else we want to try to fit in, there's really no time for us in there. And so I think in today's society, that's really what we're taught. We're taught if we want to achieve the results that we want, we're taught if we want to get anywhere in life that that's what we have to do. And so what that ends up teaching us at the end of the day is that as long as we push and push and push that we'll get what we want, it's not teaching us to actually step back and evaluate and have that valuable time for ourselves. And that's where the power of resetting comes in. And like I said, this is something that I teach, uh, really work on with all of my clients and in all of my programs. Um, it's really our way of taking care of us. So what you can actually think of is the power of disconnecting and resetting as being a mode of self-care. Um, so let's back up for just a minute and let's talk about what might act actually get us to this point. I think it's a well-known documented fact that most people, at least most people that I talk to on a daily basis, are just stressed out. Um, and let's talk about what causes that. It's the need to constantly go and do all the time. It's the need to do many things at once. It's the need to constantly keep going so that we can achieve the results that we want. And so what happens is, is that after a while, and I've talked about this before, is that after a while, our bodies start to push back a little bit. But in the interim, when we're right in the middle of it, our bodies do any really start what's called the stress response. So what that does is, is that helps give us the energy that we need to continue to push. So this is where you might hear the term adrenaline, or you might hear the term cortisol. Those are actually two stress hormones that are produced while we are actually in the moment. Okay. Adrenaline can do good things for us. Adrenaline is really the principal um, the principal hormone in the fight or flight response. That's what, when you actually feel that burst of energy, when you're really afraid for a second, or when you really are trying to wonder if you have the strength in you to continue, adrenaline is going to help get you over the finish line. The bad thing is, is that your body also produces cortisol as a way to protect itself. So cortisol is the main stress hormone. It's the one that you hear about a lot on commercials when it comes to certain weight loss products and certain diet plans. 
Um, it seems like everybody's looking for the quick fix to try to help them with this ingredient. You know, a lot of health practitioners say that cortisol really contributes to weight gain, specifically gaining body fat in general. And what happens as a result of that is, is that your body ends up breaking muscle down because it needs, uses muscle for energy. At the end of the day, what that does for us is, is that we are left drained and worn out. Okay. Our metabolism slows down because keep in mind, your metabolic rate is really based on how much lean mass that you have. That's muscle and bone and how strong and well all that works. So the more stressed, so you can really argue that the more stressed out you are, okay, and the more pressure you feel like you're under and the more you're going and pushing and pressing and doing, okay, you can argue that your cortisol levels go up in proportion to how much of that is going on for you, okay? And so your body is constantly trying to find that rhythm that it can stick with. Remember, the primary job of your body is to um, is to try to adapt. It's to try to find a normal rhythm, even in the chaos, whatever that takes to do. That's the chief goal is to help protect you and to help keep you going. That's always the goal. So the bad thing is, is that when we constantly live in a cycle where we're going and going and going, and even if we take a little break, then we're right back to it the very next day. The bad thing is, is that we actually never get to experience what the power of reset actually does. So the other thing with the stress response is, is that it affects your ability to sleep and to sleep really well. It affects your relationships because you might be more moody. Uh, there might be things that set you off much quicker. Um, and it really affects your ability to concentrate and focus. And some days you actually probably wonder how in the world you're going to get things done. So it's just a constant back and forth, almost like a constant ping pong ball of sorts that's going on back and forth in your mind. That's really what's happening. It's like all these connections and all these pathways are under constant road construction. Okay. And I talked to you in an earlier edition about really what happens when your body's under road construction. That's really what the stress response is. So what we have to, and sometimes when we're right in the middle of it, we can't really see what the solution is. That's like the expression where, you know, somebody once said, well, you're so deep into it, you can't see the forest for all the trees. It's like when you're deep in the weeds of something, you can't really see the big picture. You can't really see all the effects that it's actually having on you because your primary goal is just to get through it. And that's what most of us do, myself included. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with that. And it's okay to be aware of it. Um, but it's really nine times out of 10, I think people don't really know the first step to take, you know, they might know intellectually what they need to do, but they don't really know what to do. That's going to be a logical first step to do that. And so what I'm going to share with you in a minute are some, are four tips that will hopefully help you learn to start practicing the power of reset, whatever that looks like for you on your own. Okay. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. So we know we need to change things. Okay. We're not exactly, we might not be exactly sure of what all the steps are, but we certainly know in our mind that something has to give, that we can't continue to go at the pace that we're going. And I think all of us have been in that position at one point in time or another in our lives. Okay. So we have to really think about not only what the steps are going to be, but how we can keep going. And this is where we can really get stuck. And I've talked to you before about this as well, is that we are really, our mind is controlled so much by our subconscious. Those are the things that have happened to us in the past. You know, the belief systems that we've adopted since childhood. Maybe we've had a bad experience somewhere along the line. And that's the story that keeps playing in your mind. When you're faced with something that's similar, 
you know, we tend to go back to what we know. And remember, we get really good at what we practice often. So if you're used to pushing the envelope, if you're used to working the 12 and 13 and 14 and 15 hour days, then that's what you get really good at because that's what you're used to. And of course, your body will go along with it for as long as it can until it can't anymore. And that's when we start to notice the effects that all of this has on our bodies. And one of the things with the power of the, the power of reset actually does is it actually gives you that downtime. And there are lots of different ways that you can do that. And there may be a completely, there may be something that you might find that works for you that's completely different from the next person. So I'm not here to tell you what is good for you to do. And I'm not here to tell you that what you're doing obviously isn't working. Okay. Cause you know yourself better than anybody, but I am here to say that we cannot continue working at this pace. If, if you're finding yourself in this position at this moment, as you're listening to me. Okay. So we may not be exactly sure of what the next step is. Okay. But we know that our thoughts are really powerful. So I just want you to always keep that in mind that when you find yourself going to that spot where you start thinking the negative thoughts, or you start thinking, here we go again, I can't find my way out. I can't find my way out from under this rock. I can't find my way to what the next step is. That's when we know we're overthinking and we're making things really difficult. And that's where we can tend to be our own worst enemy. And I'm telling you that from my own experience, because I was brought up watching my father who worked incredible, crazy hours to build up his practice. Um, and so that was the work ethic that was instilled in me from a very, from the very beginning is that I learned if I wanted to get what I wanted, that's what I had to do. And it really didn't matter at what cost that was to me. And as the more I found that I worked at that pace, the more results I found that I got. And so the bad thing is, is that sometimes we may not be aware of the effects that it's having on us until we're already in it. And then it's a, becomes a matter of, well, what do I do and how do I do it? So what I want to share with you now are um, some just some basics, tips and strategies as to why and how you can practice resetting and maybe disconnecting from all the things. OK, so tip number one, basically shut it down. And sometimes you have to schedule time to do this. And this applies to your electronics. It applies to, you know, going out and doing it applies to setting a time in your calendar when you're going to walk away from the work tasks. You know, it might be setting a time where you're going to start your nighttime routine, whatever that is, to help you slow down so that you can go on to sleep. Because we can't simply just put things down and go get ready for bed and get in bed and go to sleep just like that. There's a process to it. So whatever that looks like for you, just figure that out, shut it down. And it might be just a matter of just setting some times, setting some times where you're going to be intentional about starting to slow things down. And what this means is we want to turn off the TV about 45 minutes or so before we go to bed. Yes, it is not a good idea to have the TV on in the bedroom. And if you fall asleep with your the TV on, then you're really not sleeping deeply, okay? Because the blue waves that are emitted from the TV and the same thing with our, with our cell phones and with our computers, it takes our brain that much longer to shut down. So decide what that looks like for you. Okay. Whatever shutting it down looks like. I highly recommend having a stop, a hard stop time to your work day and a hard stop time to the rest of your day so that you can get ready to slow it down to go to sleep. Okay. 
And for some people, this is the, this is probably the toughest thing to master. Okay. Think of it like an appointment with yourself. Okay. So shut it down. That's my first tip. Okay. Tip number two, be present. And this might be sound incredibly commonplace and incredibly obvious, but being present does wonders with helping to keep you centered. Okay. And I'll give you a couple of examples. I think it's so easy if you find yourself in this position where you're just going and doing all the things that you're thinking logically about what the next thing is on the list, or you're thinking about what's on your calendar for next week or next month, or maybe you're working on a project and you know that the due date is coming up and that's where your focus is. And if you're constantly focused on that, then you're missing out on everything that's in front of you today. Someone once told me that the best indicator of the future is the present. And the reason for that is because it comes one day at a time. So having the ability to have control over what's in front of you and the present is a remarkable gift that you can give yourself. It is so natural for our minds to be able to fast forward to the next thing. I think that's just human nature. But if we, you, and you really have to work at staying present. It's really hard. I mean, your subconscious mind really wants you to be distracted. That's the easiest place to go. And keep in mind, if you're good at fast forwarding in your mind, because you practiced it often, that's going to be the natural default for you. So it's going to feel kind of odd and out of the ordinary to be focused on the present. But next time you're having a conversation with someone, just really zero in on what they're saying. Really notice what they're saying, really pay attention to the words, to the feelings that are coming through with the language that they're using. You know, maybe you're in, maybe you'll be in a restaurant having a cup of coffee or a meal together, or maybe you'll be outside and just notice, notice what you're noticing. If you find yourself going to that next thing, then check yourself and make every effort to try to come back. Okay. I think we think if we try to do several things at once, Whereas we might be working on several things on the computer, we might be going back and forth between email, we might be sort of waiting, maybe we're waiting for someone to come by, maybe we're waiting for a phone call. We tend to think if we're multitasking that we're getting a lot done. We're actually not getting much done at all. Okay, our efficiency is much, much lower when you attempt to do several things at once. And I'm also speaking from my own experience with that. That's something I find myself still struggling with almost daily. But I can tell you that I've gotten much better at not multitasking. But it takes work. You have to commit to yourself that and check in with yourself almost daily when you find yourself going to that spot. So make every effort you can to be present, be present in the moment, be present in what's going on, be present in what's being said to you and what you are saying and the choice of words that you're using, because that for the most part will help not just dictate your thoughts, but help direct you in your actions too. Okay. So being present, that's my second tip. Tip number three is setting boundaries. This is really important if you're really trying to find that time for yourself. If you're really trying to reset maybe recharge, maybe really starting to create those hard stop times so that you can find that time for yourself. This is really hard. And when we get used, when we're conditioned to the fact that we need to help others as much as we can, you know, that's all true. And I'm never suggesting that anybody not do that. But self-care is never selfish. It's never a luxury. It's never an indulgence. It's how we are of highest service, not just to ourselves, but to other people too. 
There's a reason why when you fly, you're told to put on the, in the event of an emergency, you're told to put your oxygen mask on first before you help someone else. Okay. There's a reason for that. So you have to understand that having that time for yourself is actually, you're actually setting boundaries around yourself when you do that. You're saying that you value yourself and that what you want to do for you is equally important, if not more important than what you do for other people. Because if you don't look after yourself, it's not going to matter. You're not going to be able to be there for the people who mean the most to you and take part in all the events and experiences that you want to, to help round out your life, to help give you the life experiences that you'd so desperately want and that we all want before we leave this planet. And our time on this planet is short. So setting boundaries is a really important piece of that. Okay. So if you're finding that you're being constantly asked to say yes, practice saying no, practice saying it to yourself first. Maybe you say it in front of the mirror. Maybe you say it in your car when you're waiting at a stoplight. Imagine that someone's asking you to do something and you know you really don't have the time or the space to be able to do it, but you have a hard time saying no. Okay, practice saying no and see what that feels like. Decide that saying no doesn't mean that you're being selfish. It means that you're looking after yourself so that you can be more selfless in the world. That's really what it's about. Okay. So setting boundaries, that's my tip number three. And finally, my tip number four is getting away and taking a break for yourself. And this can look any number of different ways. Um, it might be getting away somewhere on a vacation. Maybe it's somewhere close to your home for a day. Maybe it's going away for a weekend. Maybe it's taking a trip with your family, or maybe it's taking a girl's trip or a boy's trip or a trip with a group of friends, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's a way for you to get away with your spouse and your family. Okay. So it can look any number of different ways. Um, but really, really and truly, if you're really looking at having serious downtime for yourself, the best way to do it is to get out of your current environment. It's to get out of the weeds, so to speak. It's to get out of everything that you have to do on a daily basis so that you can really have that downtime to yourself. That time when you're not being pulled into a meeting or you're being asked to change your schedule to accommodate somebody else. Okay. This is precious time for yourself that you can have to rest, to read, to recharge, to really get in touch with yourself. Because when we have that downtime, Okay, we're able to receive so much information. We're able to think things through more clearly. We're able to focus better. You know, we'll make better decisions because we won't feel rushed. We won't feel like we're under any pressure. And we'll feel like we're really doing things with intention. And that's really, really what our life should be about is every day. That's what we should be doing. And some people, if, if it's not your jam to go out of town and go somewhere, then maybe you take a day off and you do a staycation at home. You know, I have friends who do that regularly. Um, they stay home. They maybe do some yard work because they say that's what helps give them some peace and some clarity. Um, they may take a day you know, a day off and, you know, stay home and clean out drawers. They may try to get organized. Um, you know, it can look any number of different ways to you. And one of the things that we are doing more of at CU Fitness is we're doing destination fitness and self-care retreats. 
And the focus really at our retreats is just this. It's the downtime. It's the recharge time. It's the time to actually get clear on the things that are important to you and how you can implement these plans when you come back home and all the busyness that life really is. Okay, so we're going to be releasing our retreat calendar for next year very soon. So I hope that you will feel free to take a look and see where you can join us on the road. We're going to be headed to Hawaii in March. We're going to be headed back to Key West in May for an extended period of time. So we're going to have an actual retreat, but we're actually going to be opening up that event for what I like to call VIP days. That's a chance for you to come um, and get some private time for yourself um, without having a group of people there. So there are lots of reasons why getting away and doing something fun for yourself can really do wonders for you. It can really help you fill up your gas tank again, you know, recharge your mind, body, heart, and soul, and really get you excited about the big plans that I know you have for yourself and for your life. So think about that. We are headed back to Key West very soon. We will be down there uh, the middle of September. So if you are listening to this and this sounds intriguing to you, I do invite you to reach out. We do have one spot left. As I am talking to you in this moment, we have one spot left. We are going to be leaving. We are going to be down in Key West September the 13th through September the 15th. So please feel free to reach out to me. Find me on Facebook. Um, You can also... I would also love to invite you to join our exclusive community, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. You can find us on Facebook. That's the name of the group. We've got some wonderful folks in this community, and we exchange ideas all the time on how to keep each other engaged and also the best ways that we can look after us, okay? So if a retreat sounds like it might be in your vocabulary, if it sounds like it might be in your world someplace and you would like to know more information, please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at Allison with one L, A-L-I-S-O-N at C-U-Fitness.com. The letter U, C, the letter U, fitness.com. Feel free to do that. And absolutely, regardless of what your retreat plans are, feel free to reach out and join our community. I would love to have you there. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Thank you.